Okay, so Netplus is a recycling, plastic recycling company. We see plastic as a viable resource, not a threat to the environment, if properly managed. We should never think that the plastic is the problem to us. We are the problem for not finding solution to the problem. Simple. Hi there, I'm David, and I'll be your host for the Green Living Chat, brought to you by Ecoamid Solutions Ghana. We'll be discussing emergent environmental issues and challenges in and around the world. This platform will be used to promote environmental-related projects, so stick around with us. Here we go. Today on the Green Living Chats, we have the CEO of Neoplus Ghana, Mr. Nelson Boateng. Neoplus is an industrial processing company which is specialized in recycling all kinds of plastic into variety of products. They have been recognized in Ghana nationwide and in many other countries. Today on the Green Living Chats, he's joining us to discuss about their recycling methods and how they can help to solve the problem of plastic waste pollution in Ghana. Hello, Nelson. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the Green Living Chats. We are so grateful that you are here with us today. Welcome, sir. Thank you. All right. So, Nelson, your company and your name is all over the internet right now, and it's basically because of the good work that you're doing. And I think that most Ghanaians who are being very genuine are going to appreciate the things that you're doing. Um, in, in the nearest future, we're going to see great things from your, from your company. Um, I would just like us to start from this direction. Can you tell us about the plastic problem and how bad it is now in Ghana? Okay, so um, what I can say about the plastic situation in Ghana, plastic waste situation in Ghana is very, very bad. Looking at the number of tons of plastic that we produce in a year and only 2% of this is being recycled. The rest find its way into our sea, drainage, and landfills, causing the government huge sums of uh, money to educate all these problems. Plastic in Ghana, plastic waste in Ghana is not being treated well. People just use the plastic and throw them anyhow without thinking of what the consequences might be. So the way we approach plastic waste in Ghana is what is uh, in, increasing the number of tons of plastic that we have on the landfills and ocean. So I think the situation in Ghana is really, really bad. It's very bad. But in, in your opinion, what, what do you think is the source? Is it that we, I know Ghana, we don't have that much industries. So what is the problem? Who are those causing this problem? Is it that we have a very poor habit of littering or where do you think the problem is coming from? I think from, for, to my experience, well, what I've noticed is uh, people are not seeing the value of plastics, unlike uh, metal scraps. You know, before people just put their metal scrap cap somewhere and nobody goes for it. Why are people now selling themselves when they're rich? When they change their parts, they try to take it to the scrap yard to get some little money, which is fine. The reason is there's value. They have seen the value on metal waste. But of plastic, they've not seen it. And for the government to also empower recycling industry, 
for them to accept uh, all the pathways that people bring to them, they are not doing it. And therefore, um, the people are not seeing the value of it. When it comes to where my factory is situated, people don't leave their plastic down because they know it's easy for them to carry it and bring it to live plastic. You pay for them. Some use it as their source of income to put food on the table for the family. So if such person have seen the value in it, if, if government is empowering plastic recycling industry and people can bring their plastic in to get money, I think they, 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 they will see the value of plastic and they will not litter it just like that. It will become valuable to them. They will try to keep it and get some money for themselves. Great. Uh, you mentioning uh, value for this plastic. I know that this journey of uh, nail plastic has not been an, an easy trip, an easy journey, and you have gone through a lot of process. Can, can you tell us specifically what actually inspired this journey and why did you start um, nail plastic? Uh, at the age of 13, I'm already working in the plastic industry. I know people might say it's child labor, but that is what <laughs> I must do for me to continue my education. My parents, we are we are quite in number and, and they can't support all of us have to support ourselves. Like I grew up with my grandmother, he always tell me you have to do things for yourself, don't depend on anybody. So that thing I'll get into my head. Even before the industry, uh, the plastic re recycling. I was already at the age of 10 that I was already working with a block factory be, uh, sit our house to get to earn some money. So I, at the age of 13, I'm in the plastic industry already. Uh, the people I was working with, they are Chinese. They were happy that a ah, small guy like me, why should I be working? And my first day of work is night shift. Wow. And fortunately for me, they, they posted me to the recycling department. So they were happy and they don't understand why at my age I'm working. So I, I just told them this is the situation I need to work. So they said, okay, fine. Even if I start school, start senior high school, who allow me to even work an hour, 30 minutes, they will pay me. There is no problem. Because they I don't know why that that time because people know Chinese to be very hard headed. But these people, fortunately they understood, they understood my situation. Even I work one hour, they will pay me so that I can go back to school. I was doing that. So uh, they really taught me a lot. My my masters, when there was a problem, they would bring him to the workshop. I worked them, we fixed the problem. I was learning so much from them. Then after my senior high school, I also continued NIT doing networking engineering. There I was promoted from a factory worker to a former. Then from a former to section leader, then from section leader to supervisor. And I also I was also upgrading myself with this computer uh, science and science. Then the manager, that by then we have a new manager in the factory. So he he was he was finding it difficult to um, to input our production and how like in the out material we use. So I designed a template and just gave it to the secretary by then to give it to him that maybe this can help him. When he saw the template, he was amazed that somebody in the factory. How come you know uh, about? how to design a template that you can input production, monitor what goes in, what comes out. So he called me and he said, no, look, you are going to be my special assistant. So the next Monday, I just packed pack my things and moved from the factory to the office. So I also had a, lit, a little experience about administration. And um, 
unfortunately, 2012, they, it's, it's a family business and there was some misunderstanding between them. So they, they had to sell off the factory. And they said, whoever can sell this factory will get a commission of 5%. Fortunately for me, wow. God gave me the chance and I was able to sell it. The money I got, I started my own business. That's Neoplast. Okay, so Neoplast is a recycling, plastic recycling company. We see plastic as a viable resource, not a threat to the environment, if properly managed. We, we buy plastic waste, even though we have the, we have the chance or opportunity to, have, to get it free from Nestle, Ghana, and other big companies. But we, we are buying it from the ordinary Ghanaian because we want them to um, see the value in it. So we pay some incentives to them. And uh, when these plastics are being, are being sent to the factory, we cash and wash them if necessary. Because sometimes there are some food particles and other parts that we need to get rid of before using the plastic for our production. So we mix the plastic with the sand at a proportion of 70% sand, 30% plastics. Then we mix it and feed this mixture into an extruder, which we produce by ourselves. This extruder has three heating zones. Because we use all kinds of plastics and they all have different mel uh, melting point, that's why we have these three heating zones. So that means if it passes through the 150 degrees Celsius and it doesn't get melted, that means there's a plastic that is a higher melting temperature. Then it goes to the second one, which is around 250. Then the third one is around 300. So it will come. this mixture will come out as a paste. Then the paste will be scaled. Why we scale them? For us to have a uniform tile or brick size. Then it to be put in a mold and press under hydraulic press with a cooling system around the mold. So within 30 seconds to one minute, we just to put that, depending on the size. If I'm doing a size of um, 20 kilo brick or 10 kilo bricks, that means I'll be moving maybe from maybe one hour, 30 seconds or two minutes. So that is how the process is. Like we can get all our waste from Nestle Ghana, we have signed an MOU with them, but we are giving the public the chance. They are giving the online the chance. Because if I just tell him, bring your plastic to me without giving any money, uh, I think they will do it for some time. Later, they will stop. I have seen something in Canada. Policies and this thing doesn't work, really work with that. Until they are getting some benefit from it, then they can see the value in it. That is why we're giving it time. But we could have get, gotten the plastic for free. So since you, you started Neoplast, what are some of the major achievements and milestones that you've been able to um, come by? Okay, so uh, we've not received any big work from the government, any work from the government, but uh, the work that we've done for schools, churches, like Action Chapel, Bangaviland gave me the chance to pave the compound or the main cathedral. We also had the chance to work with some real estate. And also, most of the work comes from individual homes. They love the product, not because of the price or the quality and how affordable it is for an ordinary Ghanaian to use it in construction of their houses. Great. I Before we get into your new project, I know that you, you have come with come out with a new product that is into um, housing, but I, I would like us to talk a little bit about your challenges because coming up with this new uh, idea and products in, in Ghana, let's say West Africa, it's um, it, it could be a little bit challenging. What are some of the major challenges that you are facing right now in your daily operations? So, uh, you know, um, if, if, if you are trying to do something 
for your country and you're not getting the needed support. Mm. Needed support doesn't mean you, uh, the government putting money in, a, in, the, in the business that we're doing. At least if they are saying they, they want to get rid of plastic, if the government is saying, I want to make Ghana the cleaner city, what are the things that we need to do? Collecting plastic from the beaches, collecting plastic from the uh, streets is good. But then let's ask ourselves, where will this plastic go after it has been collected? If you don't turn this plastic to something else or recycling it, you are doing nothing. It will still come back. The product that you are doing goes out there not to pollute, but also uh, this plastic waste that we have in the street, turn them into something better, something beneficial. Now, this new product that we brought in, is our main goal is, our main purpose of bringing this product is, we have seen the number of tons of plastic waste that is in the city, to be precise, that, to, to, in the city. And that has been a very big challenge for the government. Now, when you go to our villages, we have schools that are under trees. We have people living in a poor home, in a wooden structure, structure that even if there's little strong wind, it will be blown off. Why don't we use the problem in the city, that's the plastic way, to solve the problem in the villages and also solve the problem of housing that we have in Ghana? That is how come Melplast, we came about with this idea. Because we can see people cannot afford, and we have more poor people in the country than the rich. So we, what, what, what we want to do is to use the problem in the city to solve the problem in the village. Look at this. Some, some schools, they are under trees. They cannot learn. Why don't you use the plastic waste to get them some good structure? And mind you, this, this uh, structure is stronger than the concrete one. The concrete bricks cannot be compared to the plastic brick because water, salt has no effect on this brick. Unlike the concrete bricks, there will be cracks, dampness. You will be doing yearly maintenance. These bricks, the fact that we say we are going to use that problem doesn't mean it's a, it's a very cheap product. It is better than the concrete one. And, and people have, have started testifying their goodness because we started selling a long time ago. We were selling to people as their foundation brick. Like if you want to build in the water logo or salt area, you use those bricks as your foundation brick before the concrete one so that there wouldn't be water going through your concrete brick. There wouldn't be cracks. You wouldn't do yearly maintenance, chiseling, plastering again, painting because the, the, the water or the salt doesn't have effect on the plastics. There's been very, very big challenge. After doing this, after doing this, our hopes is that, hey, the government, Nelson, we have these villages that they are studying under trees. Can you use the problem that we have in the city, that's the plastic way, to turn them into bricks and build schools for them? If you're enjoying this content, kindly leave a comment or you could as well review us on iTunes. This will help others to be able to find this content. You could also make your voice heard concerning environmental issues and sustainable living by joining our Mech Blocks, where we give you the opportunity to publish your thoughts concerning what you see around and possible solutions. Visit our website www.ecogametsolutions.com for details. Now back to today's episode. All right, so um, with this that um, you, you have mentioned, I think that most of the time these new products when it comes through the market, there are certain uh, improvement that we have to make on it. There are certain 
R&D research and know about the technical benefits and um, limitations and all that. Uh, if you are to sell your product, what are some of the benefits that you can talk about against, um, you know, the normal ones that we have in, in the market? Because I know now you have uh, not not less than two major projects um, out there, your, your pavement um, blocks and also these uh, bricks that you're using for building um, houses. What are the benefits, that, I mean, the technical benefits that you can you can talk about comparing to what we have in the market? Considering, you know, people might have issues with its mass, people might have it uh, with temperature and, you know, some of the emissions that it might release. So let me clear this up. Um, the plastic brick that we have come up with is made up of 70% sand and 30% plastics. So emission of heat is out and there is a groove in the middle of the brick. Why do we create that groove? When you, when you have that groove, that means heat from outside will not come to the building and, your, and the coldness in the room will also not leave to the outside. We stop fiber. The advantages and disadvantages, uh, the advantages over uh, the concrete rig is that this one is lighter in weight. Water salt does not have effect on it. It does not grow any algae. It will reduce uh, maintenance of the house because there wouldn't be any crack that the, or wearing of the walls for it to uh, be doing maintenance in the wall every yearly or six months. So that is the major advantage. And one of it, and one major advantage also is that these bricks can last for over 400 years because we know plastic stay on the ground for more than 400 years before it starts to degrade. So is the product because the product is just made up of plastic and sand. Okay, so currently, what kind of um, plastics are you using for your projects? And and supposing that, um, you, what are the quantities that you need to produce? Let's say a one brick, or let's say to for let's say for the housing projects, how many plastics would you use for one bedroom house? Or let's say, but maybe we can quantify if there would one brick. How many plastics do you normally use, and what kind of plastics are you using currently? Okay, so um, we use all kinds of plastics with the exception of PVC pipes. Because we know the PVC pipes to be more toxic, so we don't add it. And not even because of it, like how toxic it is. But it does not have the bonding with the sun properly. So um, uh, one bedroom house, like the one that I've just built, I use 13,400 kilos of plastic waste to do that. Yeah, so um, the, if we talk about heat, and and other things is out. People people are thinking this plastic will be heat. No, what, I I wish one day you can visit me in the afternoon. Then I will just take you in the building and you see how cold it is. It doesn't allow the heat to get through it because it's not made up of hundred percent plastics. The plastic is just the bonding material here. It's just thirty percent, and and there is a groove in the middle of the brick that doesn't allow in or out. In let us say the in as the heat outside and the coldness will go out to stay and it it even help you to save electricity cost. Why? Because your your aircon thermostat will not be working frequently because the temp it keeps the room temperature for a very long time before the thermostat will begin to work again. 
So then obviously looking at this volumes of uh, plastic waste that you can use to produce these um, blocks for housing and also for pavement, I think that it's it's actually a better way to you know keep all these plastic waste than we putting them in the landfills and also uh, choking our gutters and all that. But looking at your current capacity, how many houses or let's say how many blocks can you produce in a day so that in case some investors are listening to this they can see how which areas they can you know help and other things what's your current capacity okay so with the bricks that we are home by compounds car parks and everything we are doing between thousand to thousand five per day and the bricks for building we are doing between 300 to 600 per day which is very small like uh, i i mentioned my earlier interviews if you have the bricks on site, it will take me three weeks to build a house. And you don't need any special uh, qualification to build that house. It's so easy than the ordinary bricks that we have. I also know that when it comes to machinery, you are you are making your own machines. How do you do this? And and what's the capacity now? Are you in to open to train people or... Um, are you open to also expand your company into machinery? So, okay, so uh, we want to move step by step. If you study, last two years we came up uh, with uh, the paving block, and this year we have the Lego bricks. We want to set up first, get well established, that we can we can meet the demands of our customers before going into machinery because we want to put in the machines and train people to also work with it. How uh, one of our 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 goal is to see the plastic waste in Ghana totally the percentage that we recycle really must go high about seventy to eighty percent that is our our goal so we are we are open to train people but with the machine building and selling we want to establish first we want to establish ourselves very first like uh, very well before. We, we will go into producing their machines and selling it to other countries or other individuals who want to also go into the plastic recycling business. I would like to commend you on the good work that you're doing. Obviously, listen carefully to you, the things that you're doing and the products that you have out there, and even the time that you have invested into researching to know the limitations and, and way to you know go about it. Because I've seen your other... Um, articles and uh, interviews out there which talks about the trials that you have gone through doing things yourself to see how the outcome could be and I believe that there are a lot of investors out there who might be even within the country or outside the country who might be interested in and I know you're also interested in collaborations so which areas specifically are you are you open to and what will investors do if should they come to uh, partner with you. Okay. Um, so uh, currently, our collectors are over 300, and they can collect more than 20,000 kilos of plastic waste, and we can only do three kilos. And sometimes we have to tell them to take it back because we don't have the space. One, we want to expand the business. We want to expand our area where we work. It's just on one acre of land. They want to expand to a bigger place, taking more more of the plastic that we, the the collectors bring to us. Because uh, if, 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 we are, if we are trying to plant something in them, don't throw plastic away, bring it to Neoplast, we'll buy, 
And at the same time, when they sweat, collect this plastic, we'll tell them to take it back because we don't have space, we don't have the uh, cash to pay them. We feel very bad. So we, we want to respond so that we, any plastic that they, our collectors can bring to us, we will be able to take them and pay them off. And secondly, on the machine side, we want, we, 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 even though we build a machine, but we, use, we need money to build them. We need money to build them. The structures that will house these machines, for them to be operational, those are the things that really, um, what we want the investors to come in so that we make this big. The plastic, I always say like, it, it, it's not a problem. We are, we are the problem because that problem can be used to solve another problem. Looking at them, this small factory and, and I have over 300 collectors, you can imagine if, if I have expand the business, the number of people will get jobs to do. The plastic that will be taken out of our cities, uh, the, uh, the landfills, the, um, our, our beaches and other things. Later, the plastic will tend to be something valuable to Everybody, even it will be very scarce for you to get one. If, if our business is being expanded, and we also train people to also enter into this plastic re, uh, recycling. Now, you being in the business for a long time and having all this experience, what would be your last message to um, people all around the world and listening? That is, is recycling business a very fruitful area that you think people should get into and what are the benefits that they should expect and what will be your general you know message to the people so what i can say is we should never think that the plastic is the problem to us we are the problem for not finding solution to the problem simple i encourage young guys of my age to also enter into plastic recycling business. It's challenging, but it's something very uh, interesting and, and, and something that can help us if we say we want to get rid of plastic waste. Because there, there has been a uh, research that 2050, there will be more plastic in the sea, fish. This is a very big problem and we must start acting now. We should encourage plastic recycling business. We should there should be incentives for them. There should be things that will push people to enter into plastic recycling. The government should support. We don't just say, I'll get rid of plastic waste without doing anything. You need to support. There should be incentives for this business to be, to be something everybody will want to do. Let's encourage plastic recycling business and we'll have a better world, I think. Thank you so much for those last words. I know you're a very busy man. And so we really appreciate having you here and we wish you the best in all your operations and we hope that more collaborators and partners will come in to make your work fruitful and uh, to also help our nation. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you too. Thank you too. Thank you too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Get in touch with us for more details. Let's meet on the next episode. Until then, live great.